Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello, how are you? Uh, Hi. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Southern California, but uh, across the world, we are seeing more extreme weather phenomenon, and we are seeing really climate change in action. So uh, what we are doing today is talking about a solution to the problem of climate change. And I am wearing a red, white, and blue cowboy hat today because the solution is changing agriculture. Animal agriculture is a leading, leading cause of climate change, arguably the second leading cause. And today I am on with Renee King Sonnen, who is a cattle rancher's wife who turned her husband's cattle ranch into a vegan animal sanctuary. And she's going to explain the connection between animal agriculture and climate change and why giving farmers another way to make a living other than raising and killing animals is the key to our survival as a species. Take it away, Renee Kingsonen. Hi there. Thank you, Jane, for having me on. And, you know, this topic, I was just talking about it with... Um, this uh, woman that's really, really helping to transform dairies. And I can't wait to really talk about it, um, talk about it for, for real. But, you know, the problem with our animal agriculture in our country today is that it's become so driven by profit and power and voting that the, the land that is being utilized by animal agriculture is becoming a cesspool of toxicity uh, our entire planet is being raped of every good tree, all of our species that, uh, you know, we all grew up loving, like the rhinoceroses, the elephants, the giraffes. You know, all those wonderful species are going extinct. They're being annihilated uh, because of animal agriculture. And there's billions of dollars that are being pumped in to the animal ag uh, system to keep the general public from actually knowing these things. My husband and I were on uh, Google Earth yesterday because we're in the process of looking at different land for Rowdy Girl Sanctuary to eventually land on because of climate change. Climate change has affected us here at Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. Two years in a row, we've been flooded. So we are looking right now at various lands and obviously trying to find property that doesn't have floodplains, I cannot believe all the factory farms that are out there. I mean, factory farms are everywhere. You can see this huge cesspool of nothing but uh, toxicity, sludge, manure, urine. It's disgusting what animal ag is doing to our planet. And this is not a tradition. This is not what you think of when you think of a red, white, and blue flag or a cowboy hat. No, these are very modern systems. Old animal agriculture traditionally was ranging. The animals roamed. 
You know, yeah. oh, say, can we see, da-da-da, you know, it's where home, they can home home on the range. Yeah, when there's no range anymore. These are, yes, these are warehouses, warehouses where these animals who are just like our dogs and cats, uh, and that's why I bring little Rico on, and he sleeps through the entire show. <laughs> but I bring him on every time because Americans love their dogs and cats, and in many cases, horses, although horses are being brutalized too. And uh, they call themselves animal lovers, but every time they take a bite of an animal product or a dairy product, they are participating in the most brutal institutionalized torture in the history of humankind. Uh, Billions and billions of animals who live their entire lives in dark warehouses, in cages within those dark warehouses, never able to see the sky, never touching grass, and when you look at the containers for those products after those animals are killed, you see them roaming in grass and smiling and in the sun. And it's all a lie. None Not of that is happening. And meanwhile, all of the manure that these animals produce is, is the leading cause of water pollution. Yes. And meanwhile, all of, the, uh, all of the grain that these animals eat, they eat almost 40 times what they produce as meat or dairy. So what you're seeing is um, basically we're giving planet Earth a buzz cut in order to grow crops, not to feed people, but to feed cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, and goats who are being tortured in the process. They want to fatten them up right away. So they can't let them move because what happens when you move? You burn calories, right? right. That's why people go to exercise class. So they don't want them to move so they can fatten them up. Pretty much all the animals you kill are that you eat, uh, for example, with pigs are babies. They're six months old. They fatten them up, keep them immobilized, fatten them up, and slaughter them. You know, Americans are decent people. And there are uh, a lot of people who are becoming outraged because they're starting to see it and they're starting to recognize that this as a cause of climate change is the reason why, you know, you open uh, your computer, you used to open the newspaper, but now you open your computer and you look at Yahoo News or whatever and you see, oh, a hundred turtles froze to death, uh, swimming, migrating. That's unnatural. We are destroying our planet with animal agriculture. Renee, the key, though, we're going to talk about solutions today, is getting these farmers who we really have nothing against the farmers. They're trapped in the system, too. They're pitted against each other by big business, uh, told that they have to grow faster and faster and faster. But you're helping these ranchers transition out of it, and you're getting calls from ranchers who don't want to participate in this anymore. Tell us about that. Yeah, they're all doing their best. You're absolutely right. This is never intended to uh, to, to speak down upon our American farmers because they are in this system just as we are. They're in the system. And, you know, the farmers are reaching out to us. We have one right now, Starlove Ranch, that we're in the process of uh, getting ready to just come out of the gate with uh, for our end of the year so that we can transition the next cattle ranch in Texas to a farm sanctuary, also a destination for weddings. Uh, Going to have a one-acre veganic uh, model. So, you know, Starlove Ranch, uh, you can actually look them up on Facebook. You can find them there. I think they're also on Instagram. We are working uh, alongside 
Farm Transformers and Blue Horizon to uh, make that happen. Uh, Holly contacted me a little over a year ago, uh, desperate as to what to do on her husband's uh, grandpa's property that they have access to and that they are actually getting to live on because the cattle were four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh -oh. More to go. Well, I was showing your video. I was showing your video, and I supposedly okay, it could so it could work without um, it could work without the audio. But forget it. It's over. We're gonna get rid of that right now. Yeah. And, uh, I was talking about the Yeah. I wanted to show some of your incredible videos, but I'm still working on how to do that. Continue on, Renee. Well, yeah, and so I was just saying with Starlove, if you look them up on Facebook, you can find Starlove. It's Holly and Davey Shockerel, and they contacted me a little over a year ago, and they will be, fingers crossed, if everything goes well, the, you know, we're all, we're in, uh, we're in discussion, we're, well, it's not discussions, we're beyond discussing, but we're dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's on the proposal to bring all these forces together so that Rowdy Girl Sanctuary can raise the money to transition the second uh, beef cattle ranch in Texas. So that's happening right now. And, you know, right behind that, I'm talking to a woman in Alabama that reached out to me. She's vegan. Her husband tried plant-based, but I hear, I talked to her yesterday and she now is, uh, said that he's back eating, uh, animal products again, but they have a ranch in Alabama that she's refusing to allow her husband to kill the animals anymore. She's trying to, she's absolutely, she says, Renee, I'm pulling a rowdy girl on him. And she, Woo! I know, I'm like, yay. I like that, pulling a rowdy girl. Yeah, that's what she said. I'm pulling a rowdy girl on him. I won't let him sell the cows. I said, oh my God, that is right. Are you standing in front of the trailer? Are you telling him he has to run you over to get to the cell barn? You know, basically. And so anyway, we're talking. She is, uh, she really wants to trend. She's got 28 cows. And she's uh -huh. wanting to turn her whole operation into a vegan farm sanctuary. She's trying to figure out what they can do out there to make money. So we've got a conference call set up with one of our rancher advisors, Paul McGee Berry, and her. We're setting it up so that we can, and also our veganic expert, so that we can see if we can uh, work out a way to transition this ranch into a veganic model. So that would be that, another one that would happen, and that would be in Alabama. So we're in conversations about, about that one. And then there's a lady I spoke to just a few days ago, uh, a lady in Texas, and her husband, they have a ranch, and there's a cow there, 10 years old, pregnant, that's got a torn ACL because the bull mounted her and really hurt her. And this woman contacted me in tears. She saw our rancher's advocacy program online. She read up all about us, and she said, Renee, can you do anything about honey? And I don't know how to transition our ranch. I don't know. I wouldn't know the first thing about that. I don't know if my husband would agree, but I love what you're doing. And so here's another cattle rancher's wife contacting us. And this is, this is the way it happens. It's an organic outreach. It's people contacting me because they see our story, because our story landed, you know, landed in the, in the laps of, you know, farmers all across the country when CBS went viral, when this ABC news story went viral, when uh, the ranch, the uh, that other, that Texas Country Reporter went viral, all of this is causing these ranchers to listen to our story in their living rooms. And of course, they love their animals too. 
The hard part for people to understand, I get it all the time, is people don't think, especially vegans out there, their ranchers love their animals. They do, but they're in a belief system, a belief system that is thousands of years old, that have taught them that they have to disassociate and disconnect from feeling any compassion or love towards the animals we eat. But, but while they're raising them, they treat them with the utmost care. And then there's a, there's a point in time when they have to shut down. I watched it with my husband over and over and over. And my husband loved animals. But when I started pushing him beyond that place where he was saying, yeah, I love animals. Renee, you know I love animals. I treat these animals great. If they're pregnant out there, I go out there and I help them deliver their babies. I said, yeah, but then you kill them. You know, so I started pushing him beyond that place where he was comfortable. And this is what we're doing right now in terms of these these farmers that are raising animals when we land in their living rooms. We're forcing them to a place in their discomfort zone where they identify with us and then they're having to look at, wow, I have feelings for my animals too. So Lisa Bohm of Denmark is watching and she says... Some amazing people want to open a new sanctuary here in Denmark. Denmark, And she also says that the farmers in Denmark say the same thing. This is a global phenomenon. And, you know, one of the reasons why it's, it's acceptable for people to disconnect from these particular animals who are not dogs like little Rico here, but they're cows and pigs and turkeys and lambs and goats is because society trains people to be desensitized. The 4-H program literally trains kids to raise an animal, love an animal, and then send the animal off to slaughter. And I know that you get calls from a lot of 4-H kids and their parents saying, oh my God, we we don't want to go through with it. We don't want to kill this animal that we've fallen in love with. Tell us about that. Absolutely, and that's the Families Choosing Compassion uh, program, and it's it's like this. You know, when Elena called us uh, a couple of years ago, she was 14 years old. Uh, Elena had sent her pig Chubbles to the auction at the Houston uh, at the Houston uh, Livestock Show and Rodeo. Chubbles had a terrible fate. Chart Chubbles was slaughtered, but Chubbles was the one that caused Elena to go vegetarian. But in so doing, Elena then stayed in the FFA, it's 4-H and FFA. She stayed in the FFA. FFA is Future Farmers of America. Correct. And And we invite, by the way, we invite 4-H and Future Farmers of America or any slaughterhouse or any ranch in America on Jane Unchained anytime. We would love to dialogue with you. Continue. Yes, absolutely. I'd love it. I absolutely would. In yeah. fact, I've had dialogue with them over uh, several different situations. Yeah. But, but you know, but then Elena fell in love with uh, Troubles, became a vegetarian once he went slaughtered. She gets gizmo. She thinks she's going to stay in the system, and she's going to somehow be able to keep gizmo. Well, at the end of the day, she couldn't keep gizmo. Gizmo was about to be slaughtered. And now Elena, 15 years old, was at a turning point. She didn't know what to do. And Rowdy Girl Sanctuary had been on the, you know, was, was, it, was a thing. And so she found us. She messaged me. I still have the message on my private message on Rowdy Girl. 
from this 15-year-old girl that told me, hey, I'm a 15-year-old kid, and I fell in love with my pig gizmo. And I can't stand to see him go to slaughter. He's going to go to slaughter any minute, any hour. He's next up in line. Can you help me? I immediately contacted Elena, got on the phone with their family. Their family was at my house. They stopped the train on Gizmo getting slaughtered because they had a possible solution. But I told the whole family they had to come to my home, that we had to talk about whether or not she was going to stay in FFA, that I had a lot of serious questions to ask all of them, and that I would make a determination about whether we were going to take Gizmo after we had the conference. They came, we talked, they cried, and Gizmo was here at Rowdy Girl. And as a result, Gizmo is now bordering 800 pounds. These animals are force-fed with all these drugs. They get huge. They require lots of land, lots of food. They get arthritis. But that Elena loves Gizmo. Every time she comes out here, she gets in the mud with these pigs. She loves these pigs. She's full-on vegan now. Her sister's vegan. Her mother's vegan. And, you know, I just saw her not too long ago up in Austin because they moved to Austin. And Elena, you know, got to meet Ingrid. She's one of the animal hero kids. Yeah, Ingrid Newkirk is the president of PETA. Yes, um, she's, she's a wonderful young lady, and I met her myself. These are some of the stories that are emanating from Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. You are talking to Renee King Sonin and listening to Renee King Sonin, the founder, along with her husband, Tommy, of Rowdy Girl Sanctuary in the heart of Texas, about an hour and a half or an hour drive outside Houston, and uh, she is sharing her stories of how people who are in animal agriculture are waking up and saying, we don't want to do this anymore. It's children, it's wives, and it's the men who actually are doing the ranching themselves. And I'm, I'm saying men because most of the people who are the actual ranchers who are running the ranching uh, operations are men. And so uh, there is compassion bursting out all over. And, you know, just in the nick of time, because if we continue on this road of animal agriculture, of turning our beautiful planet into planet slaughterhouse, we are all going to die because we are destroying the planet in the process. And we are going to make this an unlivable planet. You don't even have to believe in climate change. Just think mathematically, we're 7.6 billion humans. We raise in institutionalized torture and kill 74 billion land animals. You add in fish, it's trillions of fish. We are giving the entire planet a buzz cut to grow crops to feed those farm animals who eat 40 times what they produce as meat or dairy. It's madness. And if you wonder why you don't hear this on television, on the nightly news, when they're talking about climate change day in and day out, but then joking about how many hamburgers they ate and the wings that they're shoving down their throat, look at the TV commercials, meat, dairy, pharmaceuticals, yes. the very industries that would suffer if we all switch to a healthy, sane, plant-based diet. We're going to take a break from Voice America Radio, but we are simulcasting on Facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell. So stay with us, those who are watching on Facebook, and you can call in and ask Renee questions yourself at 866-472-5795. That's 866 472 
5795. We'll take a brief break on the radio and be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Well, welcome back to Voice America Influencers. Jane Unchained, radio show simulcast on Facebook. I am here with our mascot, Little Rico, and <laughs> Renee King-Sonin, who is in Texas. I'm in L.A., she's in Texas, but I'm wearing the cowboy hat. Go figure. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! And a lot of times when I interview you, Renee, you have a rooster who is very, very vocal in the background, who's cock-a-doodle-doodling. Um, but he's obviously on break today. But let me, let me ask you, what about specifically this rancher's advocacy program where you are transitioning these ranchers so that they don't go out of business, so that they make money doing something else that's not so bad for the environment or human health? Yeah, so we are transitioning these ranchers. We are, we're, we're developing. Obviously, if this was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. The hard part about this is creating the models and creating viable models that are lucrative for the ranchers. They have to be lucrative. These farms and ranches, for the most part, are not going to be animal rights people. They're not going to be, you know, activists. They're going to want to know how to transition their farm from animal farming to something else because they see the market trending and they know the handwriting is on the wall. So that doesn't mean, though, that they're going to be going, oh, you know, I want to have a farm sanctuary, because they're probably not. So we have, we're have we having to figure out lots of tough 
problems. And in those problems are, what do you do with a dairy farm that has 2,500 cows, like the one in Hawaii, for instance? What do you do with those cows if, if you transition a big dairy farm? Where do they go? Well, we're having discussions about that very question so that we can figure out how to get thousands and thousands of acres of land so we can put the animals, because if you're going to transition farms and ranches, you got to have a place to put the animals. So we have to create another type of sanctuary, a different yeah. type of let, sanctuary. Let me say this about that. You know, the audacity of people who um, breed these animals, and let's understand what goes into it for those who don't know, and we've got tons of people watching on Facebook, I don't know how many know, that none of them are making love in these horrible warehouses no. that are called concentrated animal feeding uh, operations or factory farms, CAFOs or factory farms. Uh, they are all sexually violated into existence. Uh, and so uh, what, what, you know, the idea that, oh, you, you bred them into existence and therefore we have to keep raising and killing them because God forbid we all stopped eating animals. What would, it be hap what would happen to the animals who are still left over like a game of musical chairs? Well, geez, isn't that, you know, the pot calling the kettle black? Yes. You've, you've basically, let's be honest, it's rape. Rape is rape. When you sexually violate a female, it's rape. You've raped all these animals into existence, and now you're telling us, oh, you got to keep killing them because if you don't, uh, uh, what, who's going to feed them and who's going to take care of them? That's... Um, I, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but my mind is blown by the audacity of that. We've got a caller, Sarah, from Venice Beach. What's your question or thoughts, Sarah? Oh, hey, I was calling in to talk to Renee. Renee, I think you're really awesome, and Hi. I'm so happy that you have this Ranchers Advocacy Program. I want to know if people don't know about farms or ranches, um, how do we get involved? Well, we have the good question. Thank you, Sarah, for calling in. If you get on the Rowdy Girl Sanctuary website and you just do rowdygirlsanctuary.org slash RAP, uh, you will find some drop-down menus there, and there's a way to join our coalition. So you can you can see the uh, exact uh, information there that you need to do. Yeah, and of course, the Rowdy Girl Sanctuary needs help and donations. It is a 501c3, so yes. you can get a tax uh, donation, a uh, tax deduction, if you make a donation to the Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. And, you know, keeping these animals up is expensive. This is why it is so abominably, abominably uh, offensive to continue breeding these animals uh, when it's bad for the environment, it's bad for human health. Whether you want to believe it or not, the World Health Organization has officially determined that processed meat is cancer-causing. It is carcinogenic. That is ham, uh, you know, bacon, deli slices, processed meat, hot dogs. Okay, that's processed meat. It's cancer-causing. Would you feed your kids uh, cigarettes? No. Well, then why are you feeding them a cancer-causing product? And the... Uh, just insane denial that our society is locked in to the point where even the New York Times does a front page spread on hot dogs and is, includes all meat hot dogs and doesn't even show a veggie hot dog. 
when meat hot dogs are carcinogenic? Would they do a front page article on the 10 best cigarettes to feed your kids? So we're in a societal denial. I, I think many people have likened it to other moments in history where we're in denial, okay? We engaged in a horrific practice called human slavery, and yet people walked around saying to themselves they were good people while they were participating in this system, and also uh, lying about what it was really like, okay? And we have famous examples of that, like the movie Gone with the Wind, that completely romanticizes and sanitizes a brutal, horrific system. This is exactly what's happening today with yes. a completely different subject. Yes. So talk to me about um, the brave ranchers, because I think that the courage of ranchers to come out and say, you know what? I'm admitting that this is something that stinks. I want to change. That's the biggest courage that there is out there, Renee. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, just like the one that we're transitioning right now, Starlove. They see that. They do see it. Not every ranch, though, is seeing that. I wish I could say that every ranch I've talked to sees that. What they're seeing is that it's not going to be profitable in the future. And so they're wanting to know other ways to make money, which is why we have to figure out the money piece. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about the money. I mean, we know when you think about, I mean, I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of scale back for just a second because, you know, of all the grains that are being grown in our world, you know, 70 to 80% of all those grains go to feed these cows, all these pigs, all these chickens, whatever. They go to feed those animals before the babies and the people that are starving in third world countries. I mean, you think about that. I mean, yeah, all, all of these kids, everybody's starving, but the cows are getting fat. The chickens are getting fat. They're over fat. And so we can't, you know, we've got to realize, I mean, I wish that all ranchers. Wait, I want to stop you because you yes. just said something like, I think you just came at it from a very great perspective. I have tried to tell people animal agriculture is a leading cause of human world hunger because animals eat far more than they produce as food because uh, it takes eight to 25 pounds of grain to make one pound of steak because animals eat almost 40 times what they produce as meat or dairy. But you just said it in a way that I think people can hear. Kids around the world are starving, are dying. They had a photograph on the front page of a paper from Yemen with a girl who was literally a child bones. Now, I understand that there's other political issues there, but children are starving and our cows and pigs are getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And so are our people, by the way, two thirds of Americans are overweight or obese. You know why? Because because those people are eating the dead animals of those of all those animals that are raised on that grain, that those that those dead animals are being fed to those people that are getting fat, not to the kids that are starving. This is the big problem. It's double, triple, quadruple waste. Yes. I mean and, and the idea that people who consider themselves environmentalists or humanitarians. Yes. You know, how many, how many um, emails and letters did I get saying, oh, 
feed the homeless this Thanksgiving. We're going to feed turkeys. There was right. some big star who I I just choked in disgust, gave, was proud of giving out 100 turkeys or 1,000 turkeys, whatever. She's just killing a bunch of animals who are the most inefficient food source who were raised in institutionalized torture. And she's patting herself on the back that she's such a good person when if we just fed people all the other things that, for example, we ate in this house on Thanksgiving, fabulous things that were created by my girlfriend, Donna Dennison. She made sweet potatoes. She made, we had uh, Brussels sprouts. We had quinoa in in a fabulous array of vegetables we had all the pies we had stuffing we had i mean we i could go on for hours we had apple crisp um there was no need to have a dead animal at the center why because norman rockwell did a painting with a dead animal at the center and we all think we have to do that to be americans it's 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 beyond childish it's 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 backward No, we have to create new traditions. And that's what we're doing here at Rowdy Girl, too. You know, my mom came. She's not a vegan. And we have to, as a a culture, start creating new traditions that do not involve normalized violence. Because that's what we've done. We have normalized violence in our world so to where we even think we love animals and we eat them, too. Mm -hmm. That is messed up when we actually claim to love animals and and i'm telling you that's why i say i know ranchers all over the world feel this way they love animals and eat them too we used to do that and that's not normal but yet it's been normalized it's horrible we are getting so many responses uh on facebook magda magdalena said i had a vegan burger good for you magdalena and uh, we had Shirley Wolf saying, no one in the entire world should be starving. It's criminal. Lisa Bond says, uh, uh, yes, the Asian world is getting fatter and getting a lot of the problems of the West due to fast food and dairy, which had never been a problem before. Absolutely. Read the China study. Linda Middlesworth says, love us both. So we're getting high fives from Linda Middlesworth. Hi, Linda. Who, by the way, is the founder of V-Dog, Vegan Dog Food, which is an incredible dog food. Uh, and we feed our cat also uh, the, vegan dog, the vegan cat food. Um, thank you for spreading the message. Please, everybody, um, share this video because we have to wake the world up. And we are doing it by hook or by crook, believe you me. Honestly, um, you know, I don't normally run around in a red, white, and blue cowboy hat, although I think I look okay in it. You look great in it. I actually, you know, love Americana. I love country music. I know you're a former country music star, Renee King Sonnen. But I do all this to try to get people's attention You know, they make fun of PETA. They say, oh, PETA's crazy. They have naked ladies running around. Well, PETA has 19 lawyers. They file tons of lawsuits and Freedom of Information Act requests. And they do a lot of very serious things that have ended tremendous animal cruelty. Every week I get at least three emails from them on their victories. But does the mainstream media cover any of those victories? No. That's why they have an extraordinary amazing, high-powered social media 
basically news outlet of their own to put this stuff out there. They have to, right. Yeah, the only time any major mainstream media like a TV station or a radio station comes out is when they bring out the lettuce ladies, you know, models in in, uh, in skimpy outfits, and then they attack Pete and say, oh, you're exploiting uh, females for, for your purpose. Well, what about all the serious news conferences that they hold that the media completely ignores? Yes. I'm telling you that I was in the media for 40 years. I know what I'm talking about. They completely ignore all the serious things that PETA does. Thank God PETA's smart enough to get the word out on its own. So the, the point I'm making is that we, Renee, myself, we'll wear a cowboy hat. We bring in little Rico. We're trying to get people to listen to this information. Yes. It's an oppressive carnist system that is keeping this information suppressed. <laughs> suppressed. Because they don't want to get it. They don't want it to get out because they're making money hand over fist. No. Look, every time you turn on the TV, what do you see? Either a commercial for meat, dairy, fast food, some utensil to cook all those dead animals, or a pharmaceutical commercial for constipation, erectile dysfunction, uh, you know, high cholesterol. They're making billions, 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 billions of dollars. Yes, they are. You get sick first. And the way you get sick is by eating that food. It's well, your factory break in. I'm going to tell you something right quick because it's so important because you're absolutely right. You're not going to see it on mainstream TV. So, you know Ryuji Chua. Yes. Ryuji Chua and I, he's the Peace by Vegan. Look, can you can you see this, Jane? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We Yeah. Two rowdy vegans. Two yeah. rowdy vegans. We've got two episodes out. You will love these, Jane. I know you are so freaking uh, you're everywhere, so you probably haven't even had a chance to see one of them yet. But if you would get on Spotify or iTunes, uh, we have started a podcast, and Ryuji is going to be coming to Texas to even Woo! document. He's coming to Texas again. He was here for a week, and we did these we did these podcasts in my in our in our uh, Rowdy Girl Sanctuary offices outside with the cows, and so you know. We are going to be coming together, this 22-year-old savant, I think he is, and the 60-year-old rowdy, you know, former cattle rancher's wife, vegan. So here we are, Ryuji and a 60-year-old rancher's wife have come together, and we have this synergy, this passion, and we're going to explode it out there on the world because it's so important. But we did... We, he's, we did an interview with uh, Connie Spence, the Batman girl, when she, the Batgirl when she was here. Uh, I he, love her. Yeah, she was here at Rowdy Girl Sanctuary just uh, last weekend. And we did an uh, episode with her. That's episode three coming out, uh, the episode with Batgirl. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and then I don't we, know if you noticed, but I changed my hat. I'm I trying noticed. to keep it interesting. Now I've got a white hat on. Because we're wearing the white hats. We are the ones wearing the white hats, trying to let people know what's <laughs> going on in this country. And you know what? Switching over is not a sacrifice. It's an adventure. I mean, the, the food, you know, somebody said there's a lot of fat vegans. Yeah, there are fat vegans now because you can eat anything, anything. You of course can. you can. God. Yeah. 
they, they make everything now vegan style. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So there's no sacrifice involved anymore. Yeah, maybe 20 years ago, you know, you'd say, oh God, the cheese was terrible. Today, you've got Daya, Follow Your Heart, Miyoko's, Tree Line, Chow. Uh, oh, yes. The list oh. goes on and on. And if I left anybody out, my apologies. I mean, literally, in, we were in uh, Utah, okay, for the Direct Action Everywhere Animal Liberation uh, Western Conversions, which was amazing. We rescued uh, 100 turkeys, and that was fantastic from a slaughterhouse and Props to the owner. He gave us 100 turkeys. Or I believe 100 that was amazing turkeys. to me. As a sign of good faith. Uh, well, let me tell you, uh, the, uh, the, the, the people who took the turkeys are also facing 60 years in prison for going into uh, those facilities and documenting on camera some outrageous conditions. But this, uh, this man was very nice. He came to the convergence. He watched Ingrid Newkirk speak. He participated by just taking the information in. We got to give him props for that. This is the owner of a slaughterhouse. And then he released 100 turkeys, setting up a tent and porta potties and everything uh, in a very nice fashion. James Cromwell, the actor, came and led it, along with Wayne Shung of Direct Action Everywhere. And it was a really wonderful dialogue. And I do want to give credit where credit's due. It took a lot for this man to... Um, to not only give the turkeys, but to talk to us and 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 listen and ask questions. So and, why? So why are they getting sued? Well, no, it's not sued. They they are being criminally charged. Some of them why? in Utah for going into um, slaughterhouses and factory farms. Yeah, but not for this place. And documenting conditions. And in some cases, they have removed animals that they've deemed to be sick. And yeah, thought, uh, you know, infamously, infamously, the FBI was running around raiding animal sanctuaries looking for two piglets. Yeah, I remember. Uh, you know, my God, we've got uh, people shooting up hundreds of people. You know, uh, in uh, in hotels, bars, and 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 hospitals, and God only knows where. We've got a a mass shooting crisis in this country. You've got the FBI running around raiding sanctuary animal sanctuaries looking for two sick piglets. I mean, that's madness. That's absolute madness. And it shows you, uh, it shows you how far we've sunk. That it's really almost like, uh, you know, uh, Alex Hershev said, to the, to the animals, we're all Nazis. And every slaughterhouse is a Treblinka. And uh, he's a Holocaust survivor. And he knows of what he speaks. And now we have, you know, uh, the government being used to prosecute and persecute people who are just trying to show what is happening inside these warehouses. Do you think if it was all well and good that they would invite people, that they would try to pass laws to criminalize anybody going in and photographing it if it were good? Of course not. It's a horror show. And I'm not talking about any individual warehouse everything it's happening all over the world exactly the same you know people love to beat their chests about what's happening in korea and china with the dog meat trade which is disgusting and horrific but what we do to pigs who have a higher iq than dogs is just as bad if not worse it's horrible absolutely horrible i just i just cannot 
believe every day I am, you know, what drives me is knowing that I'm going to do everything I can today to speak out for those animals that have no voice, that are suffering in the dark, suffering, you know, bleeding out, being ripped apart, skin pulled down, shackled, you know, watching each other be bludgeoned and slaughtered, kicked, stomped, babies. Every moment of my life is lived to help that disappear. You know, and that's the reason I exist today on this planet. I know, I believe, as you do, that we have very, very short time left on this planet if we don't all pull together and start doing something to change the way this planet is going to go. It's it, The handwriting is on the wall. Our Dr. Celeste Rao, you know, whom everybody out there, if you know Dr. Celeste, you know he is a genius. You know, used to, you know, one of the Internet uh, gurus, you know, one of the guys that were involved in the Internet. You know, he's actually helping us figure out a way that we can have a vegan world by 2026. He's using methods that he used or they used when they created the Internet. And so using the same methodology, I mean, it's so fascinating. Uh, it was so fascinating to be at that conference and to watch him, you know, pull out this this uh, this technique, uh, you know, and I guess the next one is going to be in Jerusalem. Um, I hear yeah, and we're doing all sorts of things in coordination with that. We're creating a, um, not we, but people who care and who want to see a change. You know, what Dr. Celeste Rao says is, do not just attack something that's bad. Create a better system. That's yeah. why the rancher's advocacy program is so important. For example, we found out that... Um, Chicken farming is almost identical, very, very similar to mushroom farming. So mushrooms are also a tremendous source of protein. Uh, there's, we're developing, and, and I say we, but Renee uh, is developing a, a method to transition chicken farmers to mushroom farming. No, uh, that was your, you know, you really were hot on that when we were coming back from Costa Rica, and you really opened my eyes to the fact that we really needed to be focusing on it. So. Yeah. And the other thing is I haven't even, uh, I don't think I've even told you this yet, but uh, we are, um, uh, it's so much that I hadn't told you because I haven't talked to you in forever. It seems like I get you on the air here now and I'm trying to remember everything. All I right, tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> I was in here trying to think. I've lost my train of thought. All right. It's okay. Right. You can believe that. Yeah, I can believe it. Uh, anyway, uh, well, what the Ranchers Advocacy Program is doing is giving people a better solution, a better alternative. Because, you know, these ranchers, now that we're getting these storms because of climate change more and more frequently, they are having more and more, you know, catastrophic devastation. These chicken farmers in North Carolina and these pig farmers, uh, yeah, there is a USDA indemnity program that reimburses them for their inventory which are really sentient beings uh called pigs and chickens but it's still uh, a bleep show down there when you imagine all these animals drowned in these warehouses and they're floating around dead and they've got to be incinerated they i would think would want to be able to transition to something uh more sane more uh less 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 just horrific then uh, especially with these floods coming in now more and more often due to climate change. I know and what I was going to tell you. California with the fires. Uh, I was involved in rescuing yeah. the fires. I mean, we're seeing the results just starting now. This is just a taste. 
This is an appetizer of what's to come if we don't change. So I saw that. I was just couldn't believe y'all were going through that. I was I was praying for y'all for everybody out there doing the all I could. Climate change. It's not normal. No, it's not normal. None of this is normal, you know, and that's why I can't wait to get out of here, you know, out of the area we're in because I'm scared to death we're going to flood again. And this time the Brazos River is going to be at my back door, you know, but I remembered what I was going to tell you. I, we spoke to Mercy for Animals recently. And so, you know, Mercy for Animals is, you know, they're very interested in what we're doing and we're going to have another conversation. And I want you to be on that call. Of course. So, now then, I remember what I was going to say, and we, you know, we've been speaking to Gene Bauer. You know, Gene Bauer is, is Gene Bauer is the president of Farm, of Sanctuary. Farm Sanctuary, and they all, you know, they're all loving what Ra what Rowdy Girl Sanctuary is doing with with the Rancher Advocacy Program. They're just inspired by it. You know, I talk to Gene sometimes for an hour at a time about this because it's it's something he's passionate about too. You know, I saw an, a feed on him just recently. Uh, uh, I think it was. Up, up, worthy, or what? One of those, one of those, love this or something like that. Gene Bauer was just on it, but it was an awesome, awesome clip of him. You know, talking about you know why we need to transition to a plant-based diet. It was very compelling, very, very compelling. Shirley Wolf says, "I spend every day sharing videos and thoughts about veganism on Facebook. This has become my vocation." Please do share this video yes. because if you hit one non-vegan. At, or I call them pre-vegans, and they actually listen to this and it clicks and they realize even if they reduce the amount of animals that they eat, uh, that is a victory. And so it's, it's going to happen individually. You know, here's the big problem. If you're, God forbid, in some kind of horrible terrorist incident or mass shooting, it's there. It's in your face. Climate change is starting to be in our face. But there's still a disconnect between our personal behavior as individuals and climate change. It's so much easier for people on TV, you know, the pundits to say, oh, you know, uh, get political, you know, oh, pulling out of the climate, the Paris Accords, uh, not, not uh, reducing the amount of coal. And that's all true. But also talk about what, look in the mirror. What can you as an individual do? Well, I'm just one person. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Every human being who stops eating animals and animal byproducts saves, first of all, thousands and thousands of animals over the course of their lifetime, but also um, we helps us get to the tipping point because we are getting to the tipping point. Um, so many Ikea introduced a vegan hot dog, has vegan meatballs. You have Del Taco introducing a vegan taco. Uh, you have White Castle with a vegan burger. Uh, TGIF Fridays has a vegan burger. Uh, I, the list goes on. The counter sells the Impossible Burger. We, we are seeing these uh, meat alternatives cropping up. We're seeing more green-oriented casual dining restaurants. We are seeing... Um, you know, veg fest pop up coast to coast. We're seeing new vegan products. We're seeing all of that. But that doesn't mean anybody can sit back, share the videos, eat vegan. I mean, if you don't like the word vegan, I don't care what you call it. You could call it vegetables, fruits, nuts, and grains. You could call it plant-based. You could call it food my grandparents ate because they ate much more 
in that way. They didn't have McDonald's, Burger King. The great grandparents didn't. Hey, Jane, my my, my parents didn't. They were born in 1916, so they didn't have it. Can I can I tell everybody out there? I know I told you that um, you know that we're raising we're raising hay. You know we're raising hay. Uh, we're raising awareness right now for Giving Tuesday. Can I can I talk about yes. that before we go? Yeah, we've got two minutes. So oh, great. Okay, good. Because I'd like to let all of you know y'all have all kind of choices. Giving Tuesday is the day that we donate to our nonprofits, and we are raising awareness about our need for hay because uh, of all the rain out here in Texas. Right on top of us. The pastures are saturated. The cows are having to just go through the mud. There's no grass for them to eat. And so we're having to feed and feed and feed with sweet feed and cow cubes and hay. And nobody has hay around here. Uh, every single farmer is none, unable to, to, to bale hay, to cut hay. So we're having to get our hay transported in from up north. It's going to cost us double what we normally pay. And so we are asking, we got, we're already over $5,000. We're trying to raise $10,000 for our Giving Tuesday. Uh, I think uh, Sarah is putting the links out there on Facebook. Please, if you can donate, we would appreciate it. Well, I certainly will donate as soon as I get off. And, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a team effort, but you are, you are there at ground zero. You are doing such important work because you're talking to these people who are producing the animals. And yeah. they're good people who have been sold a bill of goods by a society where the people who are really profiting off this do not get their shoes dirty, do not walk in mud. They live in Manhattan in uh, on Park Avenue, okay? They are the 0.1%. If you look at the money flow, the ultimate people who are getting richer are not the average man and woman out there on the plains. It's the 0.1% that own the companies that uh, are the parent companies of the big animal agriculture companies. And all these so-called farmers are just part of the system. They might as well be cows and pigs themselves because they are being pushed through a system like widgets, just like the animals are being treated. So like that Lash always says, you know, they're farming us too. They're farming us too. So don't get farmed. Escape, open the barn gate, come on out and join us. We really need you. We need every single one of you. Thank you for sharing this video. Thank you, Renee King Sonnen, for your you. absolutely amazing work. And uh, you can uh, go to uh, Voice America Radio, Influencers Channel, and hear any of our podcasts. We are on every Monday, 10 to 11 Pacific, and uh, we have fascinating guests. We're going to have an animal lawyer on next week. And after that, we're going to have uh, Shannon Keith, who is the Rescue and Freedom Project, um, her, her facility uh, for rescue beagles from labs and other animals burned down in the fire. We're going to help her out. She's going to have to find a new location. Again, climate change. So it's time to wrap up this episode. We want to thank Voice America Influencers Channel and the Voice America team for allowing us to bring you this important information. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. Thank you.